Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and today I'm going to do this video on, it's mainly about Maggie Sawyer. Um, she's got, um, I guess similar to, what was it, be the, the FF where Alicia started to get some more light while Kirby was on the book, and um, she went and met the Silver Surfer and kind of saved the universe, and similar, um, she kind of talked she midwifed Adam Warlock into this earth, into this um, this universe, and from that point, outside of like Jimmy Olsen and Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen, which was a series, or Lois Lane, slowly after those books kind of died out, the stories, the characters, the personal characters would get these private lives things in the pre-crisis. Um, DC Universe, they wouldn't really get like a solo type story. It was always a basic story that was around the hero. Now, this one isn't a a story told from, um, Wings isn't a story told from Maggie's perspective. This one is a Superman story with a subplot that becomes the main plot, right? So, um, I think in one of the issues before that, we meet, um, we hear that Maggie Sawyer's daughter um, is lost, possibly heading towards Metropolis, and we get to see in the early issue, Maggie Sawyer, Sawyer's daughter is kind of, um, is picked up by, you know, um, is going into this weird thing that's going to happen to her. So this will lead us to a, a Maggie Sawyer story. Now, she was introduced in um, Superman number four, she was the toughest nails um, cop for the special, I think the special, the name will come up in here, but like a special criminals uh, um, unit where they would be, deal with the uh, supernatural and super powerful or people with a lot of gadgets and stuff like that. And she kind of worked well with Superman and she was kind of a hard-boiled type character in the Marvel, in the DC universe. So she had all the cool, she'd come out with the the skirts, some, you know, decent legs and some shades and always smoking, a chain smoker. And this is where we would, would reveal a bunch of her character in here. This issue has a backup story with Maggie. I mean, if I have time, I'll go through the first story. Not even though I, I like the Newsboy Legion and the, the Guardian. It's, um, there is some things... That's kind of iffy on, but I do like the backup story. So we'll get to that in a second, right? Or maybe not a second, maybe in 15 minutes. I think this takes 15 minutes, right? So we're introduced to the story, Wings, right? And this, I think uh, Carl Kiesel was kind of a little more heavy-handed as far as the inks go. But there are some good points. Obviously, the backgrounds look gorgeous. Um... Looks a little laminated here in the face type of thing, right? So Superman is is hearing a silent alarm go off, right? And the Metropolis Police Force kind of asked Superman to help them out because there've been these robberies that were going on in the town. Stuff that Superman wouldn't normally take care of, but they asked as they have no sort of way to figure it out, Superman would look into it. So, we get a little noir Superman stuff that Byrne does, which is always cool. And 
Perm always likes the solid blacks, but when he can, shows the S. And we get this creature with wings that flies past. And Susan's like, whoa, that's um, it's pretty fast, right? So you got to up the ante. You can't just have a character. This is one of the problems with a lot of characters where they introduce other characters and they move, they, they move very slow. And a lot of wing characters, nobody writes them as fast. Like I think Byrne, you know, tried to show that Angel was pretty fast, but ultimately the wing characters always seem like, um, even though we can't catch a pigeon or something like that, when people look at people, characters with wings is delicate. So, and don't think of them as fast. Byrne kind of really plays the wing character as fast. So this wing creature zips by Superman and as Superman's about to snag it, it drops these lead foils around. Now this is something that was done in World War II to hide from radar. And once Superman gets, of course he gets through that with ease, but the character's already shifted and gone. It's not a nice transition. It's a neat move. There's only one perfect, perfectly disguised in his getaway. All I know is he's out there somewhere alone, right? So we transition from one panel to the next, which will go to Maggie, sad about her daughter. And we see Maggie and her girlfriend, which is not plainly stated in there. But we see they have their roommates and they have this connection. They're talking about stuff. And say how spunky and resourceful she is, right? And he said he has to, she has to, she gets pushed to get Superman involved, right? But we hear it says babe, right? And that's usually a sign that people are going out, right? That's as close as we get to Satan that these guys are in a relationship. These two ladies are in a relationship, right? So we go in there and that creature was a kid is with this character called Skyhook, right? And he's upset, saying, hey, you used the foil. That's not going to work again against Superman. No chance of that. He, this uh, element of surprise is gone, right? So as all the commotion and him whacking at this, at these kids, we got Maggie Sawyer pops up. And um, one of the cutest kids we've seen under Burns pencils. Right, and then we have Maggie. She's trying to locate Jimmy Olsen, and there's a surprise here. She's there's some surprise we haven't seen yet with um, um, Jimmy Olsen's mom, where Maggie's kind of surprised when he sees her. We don't see her face in this thing, right? But she says she needs Superman. Now at this point. Lois is pretty upset after Millennium. She found out some things about Superman and Clark Kent she's not happy with. So they're having this long talk. It's one of those scenes that's similar to like a breakup. Where Superman is kind of just following her around. Clark Kent's kind of following around, getting the business. And while she's going on and on, this, the hypersonic whistle that Jimmy Olsen, he's Superman hears it. He's like, what am I going to do? If Jimmy's in real trouble... <laughs> And Lois realized she'd been talking forever, so that's gonna put him more in the doghouse, right? So Superman jetted off, using his super speed, flies off, and this is the difference. This is all it is. It's just having a brief 
dynamic moment with Clark Kent. That's sometimes it's using, sometimes it's using the power, sometimes not. But the key to this is not killing yourself with Clark Kent's stories. It's just having something visually powerful with him because ultimately he would be kind of a, um, you know, he wouldn't get any kind of light. He would be kind of how how much little story we can we put to this? So. Byrne hasn't overloaded it with Clark Kent's story, but he does have a cool visual that happens, of which I think the Superman movie showed, where Superman can't, obviously there's no phone booth close by, so he uses the, the was it the, that the revolving door to change, so that's a very dynamic Superman and Clark Kent scene. So he's like, hey Maggie, you're going through the police, right? He's like, you know, and he's like, nope. It's calling her as a mother, and then what? Superman has no idea that she was a mother. You know, Jimmy's there, so we get to see her history, right? We get a little bit of a noir thing, but we kind of stepping out the noir to get to her history, right? She was married to James Buchanan Sawyer. He was the captain, and they connected. She was still kind of confused about things, but since they had such a connection, they fell in love. And then as a married couple, that didn't work. But the, as um, working in the police, it worked out, right? But at home, it was terrible, right? And then she got pregnant, right? So that kind of calmed things down. But her husband stopped coming home, right? So it's kind of a separation in there. So she has had it, so she goes out on the town, and I guess she told him what she was going through, and they're about close to a breakup, but she he uses that against her, and says you're an unfit mother, obviously because she's in developing same-sex relationships, so she would appeal. She stopped appealing because she didn't want the, her daughter to go through it. And it was, the first, it was for the last time in life, I ran away. And she came to Metropolis, worked her way up the force here, and started a whole new life. But now Jamie has run from Jim, right? And he's her help finding her, right? And she also says the best bit in here, and obviously this is a struggle that people go through, is that she says... Um, He's a big, bolsters, friendly kind of guy. You probably like him, right? Saying that it's not really a total jerk. It's just, you know, he's a, just a normal guy, right? So she brings him in there. He's starting to be nice, but we know how terrible he is. We start hearing these snaps, right? Right? And he's bringing in this, and it's going to bring him to something real wacky but we see all these kids flying around and this the inks here are just beautiful right that's really nice i think he kept kept the grid in there he didn't clean it up too much a lot of times we see everything really slick but we get some of the grit in here which is important right and on um skyhook right so oh i missed it i went too far right she's like what are those balloons? We're seeing kids going around here. She's like, not with it. But then she's like, nope, gonna put her through it. 
So Superman's going around, can't find anything on the kid, right? And then he's thinking about what's going on there. But then he sees the winged prowler, right? And he catches up with the kid, right? This is a great shot there. This one, this all this stuff is amazing, right? And he takes it back to the police, right? And they get a little bit of um, dust particles, figure where it could be. You can search, you know, you can search to find that on different places in Metropolis. Maggie, being a good cop, realized this might be something close, something she might need to see. So this is one of the first people that actually rode on Superman's back in the, um, at least I don't know, like I could be wrong. <laughs> they kind of stayed away from that, where Batman would ride on um, Superman's back or like or like ride horsey on this uh, midsection. So we have her, which works. And realize it's going to be this day. Checking out this church, which would probably be a good hideout, right? And as you watch, you hear something going on there. You hear some voices and something that doesn't quite sound human. And we got Jamie in this substance, so we know what's going to happen. Right? She doesn't want to be in there. And then what's the name? Maggie pulls the guns out. Nope, don't blast. You know, you could hurt the kids. And then this shot here. That's amazing right there. That's really cool. And they can't do anything because they're kids, so they don't want to hurt them. And Skyhook is taking all of the kids that have run away and come to Metropolis and turned them into these weird sort of winged creatures, right? So then Superman decides, hey, there's a lot of dust here. I can cause a commotion and get deal with the kids quickly. Skyhook is out of here, but he leaves with the insurance policy. And as Skyhook goes, you have a feat that only works in comics. Maggie holds on, and they are all holding for their life. Right? Some. And Superman could have handled this, but she's, you know, she don't want to lose her, lose her daughter. So she's like, all right, I'll realize. Skyhook is like, let me get rid of the kid and um, get rid of both of them. And then Superman will just have to save them, right? So Maggie gets the daughter and she puts some, she still has to wherewithal to use a gun to take out Skyhook. And, and Superman's there to save him. And which I always like the great page. So they like that, but they're not sure where Skyhook went. So, right. And uh, look how happy Maggie is. We see the kids, and there's nothing he can do with these kids. So there's some permanency to this thing. Whereas they save the day, but they have a lot of kids to fix. Right? Don't even know if it's reversible. Um, right? So Superman drops off. Now this is, uh, I'm going to show you, there's going to be another story I'm going to do, which is Adventures of Superman, where Superman has a big sort of argument with the father who's kept away. So we have the similarities that's going to happen in Adventures of Superman, but you're going to see the difference. And uh, I don't know if I should even do, should I do that now? 
maybe. That's the only way I can get into that. But I don't want to do that comparison yet. That's going to be there. So then drops off and like saying, hey, you can see that the kid ran away. So it's hurting the kid and, um, you know, and Maggie, right? And I said, he'll reconsider the position. And the kid heard, but he's not sure. So obviously, um, this is playing up that um, in keeping custody, sole custody, um, Jamie is kind of a, a latchkey kid, right? When she's staying home, and we see regretfully something's going on with her too that she's going to keep secret. So she's kind of, this story hasn't ended yet. So it's a way a powerful way to end that this sort of um, breakup is kind of push these characters into this turmoil, right? So we did that. That's that was, that was right. That continues, right? So let's, before we do the action, I know you guys probably just want the action. We're going to get to Love's Labor, right? And we don't look at that. You're going to be spoiled, right? So, well, there's some action in here, right? So we got Maggie and a terrible Turpin together, and Maggie's obviously very confident in her job that they can take out this guy. But the Turpin gets in the way, the danger, and Barrage, which I thought looked cool, even though they've tried to make him as funky and terrible looking as possible. <laughs> so I was like, wait, no, we should have some more of this character. I'm not looking at his private times, and they take out the... They take out that character, and Dan's really hurt. The Turpin who was in, uh, oh, he said, do I have that here? I do have it somewhere here. All right, that should be here. Um, it's the cover. This is, this is Dan Turpin. Sorry, guys. He's from New Guys Number 8. It's a story, The Death Wish of Terrible Turpin. See? The Death Wish of Terrible Turpin, right? That's um, Dan Turpin who sees... It's Dan Turpin who jumps into the fire against Calabac and is near death and still throws bombs at him. And the hook of the story is that um, Orion wasn't supposed to get involved in um, in combat, but obviously that was just to worry, have us worried about this human character dying. So Kirby was trying to get some human characters into this thing so we'd have this guy and the glory boat also had some stuff in there so one of the best stories of the new gods so here he is again this time he's a little worse for wear he winds up in the hospital his daughter's there maggie comes to see him and she kind of says something here don't go chasing too many candy stripers and he gets the idea that you know what and she's been, um, and she says, keep taking up to come to see me. So she keeps, he keeps coming. 
check him out since he saved her life. And um, he gets the wrong idea, right? So he's like, his wife had passed, been many years, even though there's a big age gap. And this is to add some of the emotion to it. Him thinking about about um, Maggie and gets to her dress and like, wow, how can she afford this? Wait a second, there's two names on here. We got Sawyer and Reigns. And then he married. Toby Reigns, and she's, I think, a news reporter in um, the DC Universe. And she's very um, cordial to Dan. It takes the flowers, and she knows about what Dan is going through. She has no problem taking Maggie, taking um, Turpin up to see, Dan Turpin to see Maggie. And Maggie is up there sunning, and said, hey, we're not alone. And she's really surprised that Dan Turpin's there. But then she kind of calms down when she talks with um, talks with him and she's so, so happy to see him. I said, hey, we should, you know, go to dinner or something like that because I don't really know you as well even though we work together. And then Turpin asks, hey, I need some time alone, right? So he's like, okay. And they're talking. Like, What's on your mind? And they have a, they have a moment together talking about the unstoppable Dan Terrible Turpin the unstoppable cop, right? And then he came over there since they've been connecting over these couple weeks while he's in the hospital to marry, from her, her hand in marriage. And we see that, and we have this reaction from both of them, but we know that's not happening because they're obviously together. And Maggie's secretary tells... Maggie that um, Turpin left the um, letter on his, her desk and it's a resignation to go to a different department. And she balls it up and they said, hey, there's some school kids in trouble. And then Maggie comes to see him. He's like, I'm cleaning up my desk. And she hands it back to him to throw it out. And she puts him back to work and he's happy. So you got this fun sort of story um, connecting that... Um, you know, Maggie, you know, Maggie broke this guy's heart, but they're still, they still can work together, right? So let's get to this annual, right? That's probably what you guys are here for. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm just going to quickly go through this, right? Do we have the... The guardian who we hadn't seen in a while, he's back, right? And we get to, well, I don't know if he's seen the Cam, Cadmus project in this so far. So this is like kind of the first we've seen of it. We got um, Mike Carlin, Renee Witterstad is here. Um, I see Superman saving some ordinary people. Taking this um this um gas this is gas truck up in the air. The Superman comes down and uh, his cape comes down, but then he's okay, right? And I see some patch that came out of nowhere, right? I'm trying to figure this out. 
you feel me? And they're actually having the Guardian after Superman, right? So, we have the Newsboy Legion. And I think this is the first we've seen of them in the since the Kirby had them in his Jimmy Olsen's, right? So this is kind of dealing with it like it's a post-crisis, like things are different. Whereas some things like the Legion, the um, as I showed you, the Doom Patrol, the Titans, there's a there's no gap in the timeline. It's just straightforward. So when Jimmy Olsen sees them, they kind of run off, right? So, right, so we're saying the con this is where we kind of say continuity is different, right? They haven't met the Newsboy Legion. So then, and you see here where Ron Friends is kind of going to the hair slick back, but I don't think Burn really killed himself on the slicking back of the hair outside of um, Man is Still Issue 1 or in, in Issue 2. Right. So Superman's getting into the story, and of course these kids trying to find a newsboy legion. They go into suicide slum, and of course there's a different kind of um, of um, element there with the newsboy legion ready to fight. So they're just they're just running around free in the suicide slum. And, just have an eye opener as they go, right? And he realizes that this is a, he was a kid, and these guys are these guys are still kids when he first saw them, right? And as these guys try to attack the Newsboy Legion, the Guardian comes out of nowhere, right? And he takes them out, and it's almost as if he's like the Captain America of because they had like um um. Captain America avatars before had um I guess he already was that so but he had the dynamic of having the newsboy legion and getting them out of trouble which is kind of the first Jimmy Olsen type series right and here we have the um Superman meeting the, the Newsboy Legion, but he needs to look into what's going on here, right? And this we have a Marvel moment where he has some stuff that we don't know that somehow affects Superman. And we have some Kirby type shots where what's the name is um is really like Captain America, so kind of a thing that Captain America might be able to do when he was first brought into the Marvel Universe, like strong enough to kind of knock a Thor or a Hulk off balance type of deal. But there's all these other crazy things that are happening here where Superman has a hard time catching up with the Guardian. And um, then there's some trick stuff that happens that hit him 
and then like he touches a pole and somehow that gets electrocuted but superman's still superman right so he's able to take all this so i don't really like him just getting taking the pounding which i think happened a lot in the in the pre-crisis era where you just see him taking hits and then hey you know i can recover from it so he gets kind of a little too overconfident so these guys are still kind of fighting and then the newsboy legion people are still trying to track these guys down and they get in their whiz wagon just bringing all the kirby stuff back into there right so superman they finally stop they suddenly stop fighting and superman is like you know we can work this out together so they go to all the stuff we've seen in the kirby running this is bringing all the kirby stuff into play right all this stuff that um so this is kind of saying that none of that stuff happened where burn was kind of trying to say that stuff happened just not in the order that you remembered it right so we have the mountain of judgment and superman thinks he can handle it but he can't and he was out for a while which is like i don't know I'm not sure about that but he was out for a while. We get to meet the leader of um, is it the Harrys and the, they connect the old the, the Candace project, Cadmus project. And as we get there, we realize that the head DNA alien is everyone's being controlled by sleaze, right? So this whole the sleaze is behind everything, right? So Superman with the with the Newsboy Legion and the the Harrys and all these guys, they go to save, um, I forget his name, it's coming up soon, right? So Superman, they're showing Superman grunting, they're showing him struggling opening the door, which is fine, right? So he goes in there, Dubalex, that's a Dubalex, right? Sleaze is uses power over all these people and he's got a duplex there right and of course and here's another thing where it's like um where stern really would be where burn had to kind of hide some of the points in there stern could say it right so he's duplex he's like powerful isn't he Oh no, he's talking about he's talking about himself. That his power is strong as um about the same. That was talking about Superman's powers, right? But Sleeze saying his powers is as strong as um as Sleeze's own power, right? So the Newsboy Legion they come in with the whiz wagon, and Superman's fighting back, and he uses that power against Sleeze, and we see how Sleeze escape, where Sleeze can tear him into some sort of energy but he can yeah, that's how he got out of the last story right so here we see that the newsboy legion are actually clones similar to um the guardian where the guardian who was dead who was killed and now they're not as kirby had it where they were the sons and the kids of the newsboy legion they're actually clones of them, just like what's name. Because obviously it's a DNA um, project. There's a lot of stuff that was already in there with cloning. So for them to be exactly like the kids, they kind of, in this sort of post-crisis, they're clones, right? 
So there we go, right? So I kind of didn't like that the Captain America, or sorry, the Guardian fight with Superman went on as long as it did, even though it was kind of the cap from, the Guardian was kind of the cap from, I don't know, what was it? Um, it was kind of the cap from, what's that stage? Kind of the cap from the DC Universe, right? Oh, the cap that was in the, um, let's see. Cap that was in um, the early Marvels, where he was kind of had super strength. But we have that stuff that Friends was drawing. We have the was it the Harry's habitat of the wild area. These outsider guys, and um, where is the, the Guardian in here? Let's see if I can find the Guardian. Oh yeah, the forearm terror. I just love that, right? But here, this is a simple thing. So, at this point, Jimmy Olsen is connecting with the Newsboy Legion, and they were just the kids of the original ones with Flipper Dipper added, right? So then, now they're clones. So, there we go. We did it. Got through it. Um, got You got to see some action by the great Ron Friends and um, Roger Stern. All right? Spin right out.